Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. Uh, and after being gone for a couple of weeks, Disney dropped an avalanche <laughs> of news uh, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, last week's episode, as you know, if you listen, we recorded that a little bit early because we were at uh, Marathon Weekend. Angela's running the Dopey Challenge. She's still here. She still has legs. I am still alive. I've made it. You succeeded uh, in, in running the challenge. Yeah, Disney dropped a ton, a ton, a ton of theme park news this past week. So uh, we originally were going to do a recap of our trip, a recap of the Dopey Challenge, all of that sort of stuff. But there's so much news to talk about. That we're going to make you wait another week. Yes. What a tease. <laughs> so we're going to talk all about theme park news because it's all, I would say, good news. Yeah. I, I, maybe not all. I mean, maybe 90% of it, depending on how you feel about some of the nighttime shows and things. 90% of it, at least, I think is good news. So really exciting stuff. So really want to you know spend some time uh, and dig into it. And then again, yeah, next week, we'll talk about our trip recap. I do want to give a shout out. We did see some listeners, though. Yeah. Uh, stopped us in the park. So uh, thank you if you stopped and said hello. Uh, it was great getting uh, t- you know to meet you, see you in the parks. It was a cool experience getting recognized. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for saying hi. And if you guys ever see us anywhere out and about, just say, hey, are you Enchanted Ears? Are you Joe and Angela? And we'll turn and we'll look at you and be like, huh, really? Okay, cool. And then we t- we'll talk to you for a while. But yeah, thank you so much for stopping us and uh, saying hey. Let's just, again, jump into the news. It's all news and it is all theme park news. Um, so the, the first thing I want to talk about is the Disney dining promo that came out. And so we have not had Disney dining plans um, since the pandemic. So they've been gone at Walt Disney World. A lot of people have been wondering when their dining plans coming back. I really want to have the dining plans come back. Um, so this is kind of the first iteration, I guess, in that step of like moving forward of getting something back. So it's not the dining plan we're used to, but it's Disney's calling it a Disney dining promo card. And you can get up to $750 depending on which level of uh, resort hotel room you stay. So if you stay at the value resorts, you get $50 uh, per night per room. The moderates give you $100 per night. And then the deluxe and deluxe villas give you $150 per night. So uh, this runs from uh, select days from July 1st to July 10th, and then August 1st to September 14th. And so basically $750 max, again, depending on um, what you stay, uh, what level of resort you stay at here. Well, that's a, it's a really interesting thing. I know some people, you know, have, have wanted the dining plan to be coming back. This is a first iteration of it. I wonder if this is something new that they're trying and they don't want to ever go back to the regular dining plan, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited because some people really enjoy that. I know we've done an episode before where we try to suss out whether or not the dining plan was worth it or not. And I think we figured out that unless you are ordering the most high value choices that you can, it was not worth it. I know that maybe for the convenience factor, it might be, but yeah, it it financially works out to not be worth it. So I don't know about how this one is, but yeah, it's interesting to see they're bringing something back. Yeah. What's interesting about this is, uh, again, unlike the dining plan where you paid extra for it, and then to your point, you basically had to spend like the most amount, like you had to pick the most expensive snack every time for your snack. You had to eat at the most expensive sit down restaurants and meals in order for it to work out because they obviously charged you a greater amount because they don't know whether you're going to spend 
you know, a $4 snack or an $8 snack or whatever. So they, they kind of play into that. I mean, this, you're, you're basically just getting money. So, you know, you can get, again, up to $750. So let's say you stayed at a moderate resort so for five nights. So this is like nights. a deal? This is like yeah, a, it's, it's like basically a like a discount. booking deal? Yeah. So, okay. so let's say you stay at a moderate uh, resort for five nights. You're going to get $500. So you're going to get $500 worth of food. You know, so, so you know what you're going to get. The, the catch with this is... It, so, you know, it's like the dining plan where you paid for it, whereas, okay, I'm getting a hotel and then I want to buy the dining plan. It's going to cost me $500, you know, whatever, a person for the dining plan. This, you have to pay full price for the room. So that's kind of the catch here is you cannot use any of the room discounts, any other like summer discounts that Disney comes out with, which sometimes you can get 20, 25% off a room. Um, depending on whatever discounts they have, you cannot take part in any of those discounts. So it's kind of like a hidden way of getting you to pay for the dining plan. So sure, you're getting, you know, again, in the moderate example, you're getting $500 if you stayed five nights. But how much more did you pay for that room versus the discount? So now that's kind of the math you have to play with of, okay, well, am I paying... You know, could I go out and get a discount that's going to save me $600 over those five nights and yeah. I'm actually losing out? And so I think it now becomes even more difficult to figure out, is this deal worth it or not? Because now you're playing of, well, what kind of discounts are they going to come out with? And things like that, where it seems like, oh, I'm getting $500 back or $700 back from Disney. So That's an interesting thing. I My guess is that they're going to run better deals than this. That's just my guess. But yeah, I, I don't like when they do stuff like this and then you have to figure it out. It reminds me of like when I'm shopping somewhere and that you get a coupon and you're like, you have a coupon and you're all excited to use it. And then they're also running a sale, but you can't do the coupon and the sale at the same time. So you have to sit there with your calculator and try to figure out like which one of these is going to give me the better price. But you know, whenever we're talking about this, this might be hundreds of dollars different versus, you know, usually like 10. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that's interesting is they're already pushing this out. And again, it's essentially a discount. It's essentially an incentive for you to book um, for the summer already, which is very early to be putting out summer discounts. So, you know, I, I don't know if that is a sign that maybe bookings are light, you know, I mean, especially if at a deluxe resort, you're getting $150 a night, I mean, that's pretty substantial. Um, you know, summer is very, very warm in Florida, oh, um, my gosh. more so, more so than I feel like it's been the past couple of years. I mean, just in January, we had some cool days, but there were days where it was 80 and humid in January. So, I mean, it's it's warm all the time in Florida, but especially in the summer. So, people may not be traveling in the summer as much as, as Disney's, you know, build out these festivals and kind of spread the calendar out for crowds that, yeah, maybe maybe they are having light, lighter bookings uh, in the summer here. Yeah, I don't blame anybody who doesn't want to go in the summer. It's not fun. The humidity is killer. All right, so moving on to the nighttime shows at Walt Disney World. So we already knew that Happily Ever After was coming back. We already knew that Harmonious was going away. We now have some official dates on all of this. Um, so Happily Ever After will be coming back April 3rd. And it's not going to be an exact uh, 
it's not going to be like an exact recreation of the original show. They're adding some additional this, projections. And this things. sounds like an improvement on the original show because they're going to do the proje- projections along Main Street, just like they have for Enchantment. But they're going to keep that because that is like a cool addition. And also, again, it does tend to get really, really crowded there in the Magic Kingdom. So it kind of makes more seats good seats. So it makes a lot of sense. And I think that is a welcome change to yeah, Happily Ever After. They basically there. took the one positive from Enchantment mm-hmm. and said, OK, we'll keep the hat. They already have the the projectors there. They already have all that stuff. And we'll just add it to Happily Ever After. So that's exciting. So it's going to be you know, the show that was before, plus a little bit more. Uh, and then uh, Harmonious is going away. And this was the big news, surprising news. We talked about this a couple weeks ago when we said, hey, do you think, when we did our predictions, do you think the barges are going to go away? Do you think they're going to stay? Uh, and I kind of said, I think it depends on whether they have a true replacement show or not. You know, I didn't necessarily think that they were just going to, abandon those barges so quickly i was wrong they are getting rid of the barges Mm -hmm. um that was in the uh, press release um it was kind of oddly worded but you could tell that's what they meant by it so basically what's happening is harmonious is going away epcot forever is going to be returning uh, on april 3rd as well temporarily and basically what they said is it's going to be returning temporarily to allow them time to prep the lagoon and remove the fireworks platforms which those are the barges um, for the new show that's coming. That's going to be announced sometime later this year, you know, or next year. And if my memory serves me correctly, because we actually don't have this one written down because there was quite a bit of news. That's actually just the night before Tron is set to yeah, open. And then Tron's, yeah, opening it's opening April on 4th. 4 fourth, yeah. or 4 4 or April 4th, you know, because of their little Instagram announcement that was confusing with the light cycles. But yeah, so that's opening on, April 4th. So yeah, it's a it's a big weekend that's leading right into kind of spring break, Easter. Um, so that's why Disney is turning all this stuff around. But I mean, the, the most surprising news um, when this came out, I think, was that the, the they basically are like, yeah, we know the barges are terrible. We're getting rid of them. It is, it is absolutely incredible and amazing how you can go to Disney World and then literally two seconds later when you get home, something humongous changes. Like we were just there. We just saw the barges. The barges were actually a part of the marathon. They look good. It was good. The half marathon course because they put projections on them for yeah. the marathon. So they, I don't know the why they don't marathon. do that during the day. Like they were and talking about that of like, we're going to put stuff on there during the day. Yeah, they There's use them as found. television screens, essentially. Yeah, but that's but they look great for the marathon. They look great, and then it was really funny because people were trying to take a picture of them, and I I tried, but because you have like the dark with the bright lights, yeah, it, it actually work. didn't yeah. render very well, so I couldn't even take a picture of it for our Instagram or anything. Um, but they did look pretty cool. But I'm very happy to see that the barges are going to be leaving because it will improve the view all over the place people aren't going to have to angle themselves to be able to see the barges in the nighttime show and also it just really ruins the aesthetics of having that giant beautiful lake there um yeah so the, the sight lines yeah the sight lines are coming back and i think this is the one thing because some people did like harmonious some people i think did like the barges so yeah, this, might, fans. this might be the one piece of news like i said maybe not a hundred percent great news so if you're a fan of harmonious you're probably upset this is going away but i think this is really good news overall for whatever the next show is so they're they're kind of starting fresh and so i think now that they have uh you know a full lagoon there um and not have these barges in the way i think there's a lot of stuff they can do i'm gonna throw this out there too i would love for them to bring kite tails to epcot we've talked about this (gasps) it makes so much more sense having it in the lagoon but the barges were always an issue you couldn't have the jet skis with the barges 
So now that the barges are gone, maybe we'll see kite tails come back. Many, many, I'm just going to go off track for like two seconds. We were watching, we were watching the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom and yesterday. And there's some kite tails in and there. And we just so happened to see kite tails photobombing the camera. And it was so funny. And Joe like went back and he's like, oh my goodness, look, it's, it's kite tails. And I think Simba was about ready to launch. Like they had just like the kites up in the air, but you know, it made, made me very like reminiscent of it. I am very happy we got the kite tails pin when that was available down oh, there. Oh, for sure. And we ran as kite tails. That was one of our costumes yeah, that was one of for our the costumes. half marathon. So kite tails holds a special place in our heart. But I think it'd be perfect on the lagoon as too. a daytime show. And they already have the kites. Make a figment kite. Oh my gosh. Figment's making a comeback. Do figment, orange bird, tie it to Epcot. Mm. Remy. And, be perfect. I was going to say, and all of those can fly and then you threw in Remy. <laughs> ah, Remy can, he, I mean, he can cook. He, it, he can cook. He might be able to fly. Anyone we don't can know. cook. But he can make somebody else cook. Oh, can you see them doing like little broccoli kites and little celery kites and stuff and like perfect. put them into some sort of a pot? Oh, that would be so cute. I would love to see yeah. it. Okay. This is going to happen. People would love it. It'd we are going to, we're going to manifest this and make this happen. Because yeah. there's less stuff to, to crash into. It's, it's better space. Like it, it fits better at the giant lagoon in Epcot as opposed to putting it in that small kind of space uh, at Animal Kingdom. I think. The other thing again. Well, they had they have kites as part of I think the Epcot Forever, right? We saw they did, yeah. We very, saw very something, yeah, yeah. We saw a show where they had kites. Yeah, that, that was were Epcot lighted. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I think our kite person ended up crashing. Exactly. Um, they run it. They run into issues. So, but the other thing with the new Epcot show is we talked about. Hopefully, they do some sort of drone show. Yes. And, we're, and there was rumors of that originally. Maybe with the barges going away, maybe that kind of comes back. But with the drone show. Um, Let's talk about Paris. Yes. They're doing another drone show in Paris. So I think that's good news as well that Disney is investing more into drone shows. So this will be the second one at Paris. So maybe that's, again, a a better sign for Walt Disney World. I also think the fact that this is taking place at Disneyland Paris' Tower of Terror bodes well because, you know, where else who has a Tower of Terror? Hollywood Studios. <laughs> Every other Disney park. No, but Hollywood Studios. Much. It's yes. it's the same. They're mm-hmm. both Twilight Zone. They're, they're similar aesthetics. So what uh, Disneyland Paris announced, and this is part of their 30th grand finale, which... Oh, oh my goodness. It's kind of side sidetrack here. It shows so much. Going to Paris and then Night going... And yeah, Night and day. How much the 50th was botched at Disney World going to Paris. Yeah, so, so basically the 50th is kind of just quietly going out. They're getting rid of every nighttime show. Basically every remnant of the 50th is just going away and the announcements are, hey, all that old stuff's coming back and people are excited about it. Whereas Paris is going into it and saying, our 30th is almost over. We're now launching new stuff as part of the grand finale push. They're actually didn't even write this down because again, there's so much news, but they're doing a Monsters Inc. Uh, stage show. Okay. So I think it's replacing one of the stage shows at the studio park. So maybe Mickey and the Magician is going away. <gasps> No. Um, and it's going to be this new, but it looks cool. They're going to have the doors on the stage and everything. So, no. but again, they're getting a new stage show. So again, Paris is just grand finale push. But as part of this, they announced the Avengers Power of the Night drone show. Now, I originally thought this was going to take place in Avengers Campus, but it's not. It's on the Tower of Terror. It's only running for a limited time, January twenty eighth to uh, May eighth. So we have only a few months to book our tickets to go to 
go back to Paris here because I would love to see this. If uh, only I could get more time off. I mean, just you, go for a weekend, long weekend. I only oh need to see gosh, the show once. That's absurd. But it, it, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see video of this um, because in person, the drones look even better. But all I'm going to be able to see is a video. But it's 500 drones. Uh, and they're going to have, they, they showed in the concept art, like Captain America on uh, with projection mapping on the Tower of Terror. And then the drones are going to be a shield, Iron Man. And then like the drones are going to make like the repulsor off of it. Uh, Doctor Strange and this portal with his sling ring. I mean, it looks absolutely phenomenal. And they talked about that they got a 70 piece orchestra to record music for this <laughs> at the legendary Abbey Road. Uh... I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing what they're putting into this show that's going to run not even five months. And it's it looks incredible. I'm so excited for it. And I really hope that once it's done, part of the 100th anniversary announcement is like, hey, it's coming to Walt Disney World because <laughs> that would be incredible to throw at Hollywood Studios. Uh, yeah. it. They did such a nice job on their castle show. I cannot... And I've seen kind of some of the mock-ups of what this is supposed to look like. And it is absolutely stunning. Um, and I think that, you know... These, this again we said it whenever we came back from Paris I think that the drone shows are the future I think that fireworks aren't needed um, and they're wasteful so um, you know they could cut the amount of fireworks that they have in half or quarter them or whatever I don't know if they never they ever want to or need to get rid of them completely but the drone show is just so spectacular and the fact that they can make so many shapes and you're realizing, you know, that you have all of these hundreds of drones coordinating to make one big item in the sky and it's just, it is so cool looking. So, yeah, if you haven't had a, the great fortune of seeing any of this, go check it out online. Go watch the Paris's 30th because, um, you know, those drone shows are amazing and I can't wait for this one. Yeah, and they're still having the the Disney Delight uh, before the Castle show as well. So they're still having those drones. Mm -hmm. But but to your point, even I mean, Disney has to love this because it has to be so much more cost effective. Mm -hmm. It's it's cheaper. You know, they got to buy fireworks every reuse, day. Yeah, like you, you, you have them. to do this. And and a show like this, I'm sure. Again, it's only for a few months, but it's they already have the drones. So if you have the drones to program the drones to do a different show is going to be easy. And I'm sure the drones can probably be programmed to do multiple shows, yeah. you know, so you can easily switch them and it's projection mapping. I mean, it's easy to do projection mapping. So once this show's done with Marvel, they could easily make a Pixar themed drone show on the tower of terror because there's, there's a whole Pixar area in that studios park or once frozen starts, Make a whole Frozen themed drone show. I mean, the fact that they could so easily switch this, it, it's kind of like what they're doing with Spaceship Earth over in Epcot, where basically yeah, every yeah. couple months, every festival, they have a different kind of nighttime show. So basically, they just change the lighting package and they change the music. And it's something that they can probably throw together pretty quickly um, <laughs> because it's something that it's, it's, it's easy something to that do. doesn't take the high level of just you know, planning that the yeah, other ones I'm do. sure, you know, they, they own the music. I'm sure they just, you know, they probably pay some sort of engineer, you know, for maybe a week to program the lights or something like that. Like it's something that's easy to do. And, and it just looks stunning. Again, Spaceship Earth looks stunning and these drones are going to look stunning. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, if they could, they can start switching them out more often. I think that you might get people who are avid fans that are like, I have to go down to see this, this particular show. So I mean, I'm serious. I The variability of I it. I saw it and contemplated buying a ticket to go to Paris because I was like, this, this looks amazing. And 
it's something so original and so phenomenal that it's like, I feel like I have to be there in person <laughs> to see it. And the fact that it's only a limited amount of time, I'm like, I feel like I need to be a part of this. You know, whereas like, okay, Happily Ever After is coming back. It's going to be there a while. We can go see it whenever. We've already seen it. Two points, fireworks. But to see that drone show, how amazing it was in the castle and, and Marvel, and I love Marvel and some of the artwork, I'm like, I feel like I need to be a part of this and see it. So I will definitely be watching this on YouTube because um, obviously we're not going to just fly out for the weekend to Paris. But as much as I would love to do that, live a little Emily in Paris lifestyle uh, for the weekend. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it looks you, phenomenal. You so need I, to spend about $1,500 on your outfit too before. I mean, that's like the bag. It's yeah. like $1,500 on the back. But I, but hopefully, again, hopefully this is good news. They bring something like this to Disney World, this specific thing. You could do it on the Tower of Terror. I know there's Marvel licensing issues, but whatever. Uh, or, <laughs> but whatever. Don't worry about it. Just I mean, I don't know. Save that for your lawyers There's Marvel licensing issues, but there's Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot. There's just Marvel merch everywhere in, in uh, Disney World now. So who knows what the rules are at this point. Um, <laughs> but hopefully, for Epcot at least, we get a really awesome drone show and maybe some kites. <laughs> drones and kites together that would be absolute chaos but it would be would really be. cool what a, what a way to make kite tails better Bef <laughs> before you only had to worry they, about are, trees are they now going to, to wreck about, into the drones yeah you only had to worry about trees or wind now you have to worry about murder drones <laughs> oh man oh man they're coming for the kites okay it's just incredible news okay so now moving on to uh the u.s theme parks uh, for the Walt Disney World and Walt Disneyland. Disney announced, uh, basically on Disney Parks blog, they announced updates. So it was kind of like, hey, you know, Walt Disney World update, Disneyland update. And so you're like, okay, what, what's all this going to be? And in an incredible turn of events, <laughs> Disney... Completely like on, like no preamble, no indication that this needed to happen. It just happened. Disney announced that stuff is going to cost less or be free. Wait, wait, wait. I think I, I almost feel like I misheard you. Could you say that again? Disney announced that things are going to cost less or be free. Wait, hang on. Let me drink a little water no, so I can get no, a spit take. A spit take. Yes. <laughs> it, amazing. And, you know, Josh Demaro came out after this and said, hey, this isn't because of Bob Iger. Like this, some of this stuff was in the works beforehand. Uh, you know, even under Chapek and things like that. Because a lot of people are like, Iger's back. This is great. Which is funny because when we were down there for the marathon, we joked about it. We're like, yeah, it feels like the magic's back. Like, I don't want to be, yeah. you know, like piling on. Yeah, I don't want to like hyperbole here. But like the cast members seemed like happier. Like the magic seemed yeah. to be back a little bit. And we were kind of joking about that. Oh, Iger's back. Everything's better. And then this comes out. And it's like, hey, stuff's free now that you used to pay for. <laughs> and we're like, what's going on? Like, this is not the Disney company we've known for the past three years. Yeah, people see. I mean, just to sidetrack a little bit, and I'm sure we'll touch on this next week. But yeah, the, the employees seem to have that like brightness again that they had Prior to the pandemic, I, I would say that that was, you know, more of a thing. Um, like in the cuffed, like the level of customer service seemed to be higher, and just people seemed to have that pride to be working at Disney. Like I, I had a, I had a a cast member yas queen me because I walked in I think with, with my medals on. on yeah. yeah, so like it just just some I don't know interesting cast experience like cast member experiences. Um, that again everyone just seemed to have a little bit more levity about them. And I don't know if that was just in my head or our Yeah, heads. I don't know. So is the magic back? I say yes. We, <laughs> I think we say yes, the magic is back. And 
I don't know who's responsible for this. Uh, but good you, job. These items. But yeah, great. I mean, Damaro basically said, this is from us listening to the fans, and this is why we did this. So if that's why, hopefully they keep listening. Bring Kite Tales back. All right. <laughs> so Walt Disney World, will start there. Ooh, ooh, and, and the Society of Explorers and Adventures. Oh, the Adventurers Club. Yeah, I want to bring the Adventurers Club back. I'm... I'm I, I'm, they continuously keep putting them in the races. And to me, that shows that they are doing something with them. It might be that Disney Plus show that's no, been rumored. No, they just know that people love them. I mean, that, that's an easy, like, they pull a lot of old characters out. That's oh. an easy one to get fans excited and get you to pay to come run the run Disney race. But they don't advertise it. I don't know. I just think it, it's interesting. And they, that, yeah, I but don't you're think- talking about it. People post pictures of it. They don't need to advertise. You're their advertising. But then, didn't that happen in the 2000s? That wasn't... Was that open in the late 90s? Was that a 90s thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't... They had... Yeah, that was in the 90s. Mostly everything was on brand except for one thing, which we'll talk about later, that was not on 90s brand. What a tease. Okay. <laughs> what a tease for next week. All right. So we'll start with Walt Disney World. So what we're getting at Walt Disney World is free parking at the resorts now. So... And this, is, this was effective... Uh, immediately. So I think this all came out January 9th and it was effective January 10th. You don't have to pay for parking at the resorts anymore. So I, I think it was like $25, $35 a night. I mean, it was pretty expensive. It was something they implemented a few years ago. Everybody hated it because again, you're paying a ton of money to be there. So it is gone. Parking is free now. And again, this is, I think the most amazing thing Disney's ever done is to say something you used to pay for is now free. Well, this is also, I think, you know, so super to their benefit because I'm sure that there are huge swaths of people that drive to Disney World. And so, you know, whenever you drive to Disney World, Disney World is already something that's very cost prohibitive. It's very expensive to go there. So anything that they can do to kind of decrease those costs, and I'm sure that this really benefits, you know, families especially, um, you know, not having to buy plane tickets so they drive their car. And it's like, well, that could be the difference between them maybe deciding to stay at the Hilton, which is like right outside of Disney, or staying in a Disney hotel. I mean, I think that that's so smart for them because it might actually end up generating more revenue for them in the long run. And it also seems like they're giving something back to the consumer. Yeah, I mean, to your point about driving more revenue, all of these changes are super smart changes because they do drive revenue. So. Everything they're doing... Yeah, my, my business degree says yes. <laughs> yeah, every, everything they're doing makes it seem like, yeah, as a customer, hey, I'm... Oh, cool. I'm getting a benefit. Like, I'm getting something. But it's really costing Disney nothing. I mean, the parking, yeah, they're going to lose out on, on some revenue. But to your point, they're probably going to get more people to stay on property. Yeah. And so they're going to gain more ho- uh, hotel revenue. Um, but all of these things are going to drive revenue for the parks i mean you even think about all of their race weekends i would not want to drive in that mess of traffic if i lived close i would probably try to book a hotel just so i can take disney transportation so i would not have to drive in that i think it was the last not this last race we ran we did but i think it was the um the springtime surprise races i think we actually saw like the aftermath of an accident that somebody had and we we pointed at it and we were like man that would stink like you're on your way oh, to yeah, race. Going the race yeah yeah and like they got in a car crash because of it. i mean it wasn't like a serious one but enough that you totally would ruin your day yeah so yeah i would definitely want to mm-hmm. book the hotel and then i wouldn't have to worry about like hey i have to park my car here and pay extra money you don't have to do that anymore yep i also think to your point it helps people that are maybe within a few hours mm-hmm. of before they said Oh, hey, let's drive to Disney. I don't know. It's going to cost us two hundred dollars to mm-hmm. park there, you know, over the weekend. Now it's it's free or whatever. Um, so that helps. But the other thing they're getting, and again, 
smart move because it gets more people and it gets more revenue. Pass holders will not need reservations after 2 p.m. anymore. So that was a big complaint from annual pass holders. Hey, I got to do this park pass reservation system, which means I got to plan in advance what park I'm going to, when I want to go. Why can't I just come? Well, after the 2 p.m., because that's basically when you can park hop and it's kind of like a free for all anyways. Um, annual pass holders will not need reservations. The only exception is, uh, I believe, Magic Kingdom on the weekends, you'll still need a reservation on. But this is really smart because a lot of annual pass holders, a lot of locals like to go for dinner. They like to go eat. They like to go, especially at Epcot, for the festivals. And so just letting these people come whenever they want, not costing Disney anything, and it seems like an additional benefit. It's an ease of use, and it's going to get more people in the parks coming for dinner, coming back, getting more revenue that way. And it probably helps Disney out a little bit too. With I think recently we just covered not you know maybe within the last month that they've lifted the amount of time that you have to cancel your dinner reservation or your reservations. I think within an hour now. It's two hours now. Yeah, yeah, two hours now. So now people who are locals could pick those reservations up because now they're free. And then now they have somebody to fill the tables a little bit more. You know, like It's more guaranteed that they'll have somebody um, to fill that table instead of people walking up and being like, hey, is there any chance you have this available? So I think it works out to their benefit there too. Yeah, I think this specifically helps Epcot because Epcot yeah. is the park that people – tend to go to to eat, especially locals, especially because of all the festivals. And Epcot hurts whenever you don't have people that can easily park hop or easily come in at night. And so I think now that, again, they're kind of more back to full capacity, you know, letting the pass holders come in, I think is helping probably specifically Epcot more than the other parks. Because you're not necessarily going to go to, you know, Animal Kingdom at like four in the afternoon, it closes at seven. You know, what I mean? like, like, I if was going to say, uh, I would, but maybe, you would, but not as much, but like Epcot's the park people go to, you know, it's, it's not necessarily as crowded later in the day. And again, you're going for the festivals. It's always changing. So that's the one you want to go to the most. Yeah. No, I would, I would go check out my favorite animals at animal kingdom, maybe ride the safari and then go to the nomad lounge, uh, or maybe like Tiffin's. We haven't we haven't been to Tiffin's yet. Go to Tiffin's, get some dinner, and then leave. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and then the last thing over at Walt Disney World is now Genie Plus will include attraction photos. This is good. Yeah. So th this is good. So if you get Genie Plus, it's an added benefit. You're going to get all of your photos from attractions for free. This and then the Passholder Reservation, they did not give a date when this will go into effect. They said within the next few months this is going to happen. The parking obviously is taking place already. But again, a nice little added benefit if you have Genie+. Plus. Moving over to Disneyland, uh, similar over there, not as part of Genie+. Plus. It's just going to be free for everyone as part of the 100th anniversary celebration. Everybody with a ticket is going to get their attraction photos for free. That's awesome. Yeah. So again, it, it's a nice benefit. Uh, and this is going to start uh, on February 4th uh, is when this is going to take place, basically as part of the 100th. Uh, and the other thing happening on February 4th is they are lowering the time when you can park hop uh, to 11 a.m. So you're going to be able to park hop at Disneyland starting at 11 a.m., which I say, if you're going to move it all the way to 11, like why even have a limit? <laughs> the park's open at eight. A lot it's of the crowds of don't get too bad till around 11 anyway. Yeah, it seems odd. It just get rid of the park hopping limits. Um, I would have liked if they would have lowered uh, Walt Disney World's park hopping to you know noon or 11, but we didn't get that. But Disneyland's moving down to 11. Again, I think getting closer and closer to hey, just no limits on park hopping because, again, it's basically a couple hours in. So so both of those are really exciting. 
And then again, the other thing they announced was that they are going to have two months on the calendar. So they added a lot of extra days, two months on the calendar that you can get. Two months worth. Two months worth of days. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be two consecutive months because they charge different rates on weekends and stuff. Yeah. So for the lowest ticket price. So for the $104 a day ticket, they're going to have two months worth of days. So basically, again, announcing that, hey, we're going to have a ton of days with the lowest ticket price to make it more affordable and easier to go to Disneyland. Which isn't actually, now that I think about it, okay, $104, our local theme park, I think, is around like $50 a day now to go. So, you know, you go to Disneyland, you get two incredible parks. Well, this is just one park. So this isn't park hopping. So okay. again, this is a single park for one day. But again, it's $104 to go but to Disneyland. that doesn't Disneyland. Even matter. Yeah, you still get one incredible park, which is way better than our local right. theme park. So uh, again, just another announcement of they're going to give you free photos they're going to make it easier to park hop, and they added a lot of extra days with the the lowest price ticket. So, you know, even with the lowest price ticket, I'm not sure how many people are just buying a one-day ticket. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to buy multi-day tickets, so who knows how much that impacts. But again, it just it seems like the optics of it make it seem like, hey, we're, we're listening to you now. We're going to offer more days at a lower price. We're going to give you free photos. We're going to do these things to make it easier and more enjoyable for you to come here. It's just good for public opinion, I'm sure. I mean, you had kind of that changeover, and this was actually a really great, smart time for them to implement it because, like, you know, Damara was saying, it's not, this wasn't a Chapek thing, but they can kind of almost pin it on him well, like it wasn't, oh, this an, was, it wasn't this was an Iger I mean the, yeah. the, they're saying these changes weren't just because of Iger that right. these have been in the works for months now whether that's true or not who knows right um, it does seem kind of coincidental that like it all comes out now right. but well, you know we'll see but yeah I, I just think that that's a way for them to kind of wash all of that <clears throat> negativity out and just kind of wring the rest of it out let's bring out all this really great news and well I, I do think you know, in the same way around the pandemic that they announced all these negative changes, like in the middle of the pandemic, as the parks were reopening. And it was just, if you remember a few years ago, it was just like negative news after negative news about Disney. Everybody's like, oh, you know, Disney's taking away something else. It's free. Like Magical Express is going uh, away. That was um, still the worst one. You know, we're not having the dining plan, like uh, like all this stuff. And they kind of used the, uh, you know, pandemic as, a, as kind of a cover for it. You know, we're doing park pass reservations. Everybody hated it. And and then everybody kind of got over it and, and we moved on. Well, now, I mean, again, they're giving you this stuff back free. And they're, you know, so now basically when everybody hated it a couple of years ago, now that it's like, oh, well, parking is free now. It's like, oh, this is great. Like we're getting something that, you know, three years ago, four years ago, you didn't pay for anyways. So they're, they're kind of earning some credit around it. But, you know, the other thing, the timing of it is in two weeks, they're, they're launching their 100th anniversary. So I think that's the timing of it. They probably were planning some of this stuff because now they have so much good press going into the hundredth about, yeah. you know, the theme parks are, you know, look at all these you know, free things they're giving people and look at all these benefits you're going to get to come to the parks. And, and now it's all good press well, for Disney. Well, you need to have that amount of good press when you charge $175 for Minnie Mouse ears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Go online, check out the paint-dripped 100th anniversary um, Minnie Mouse ears. There's also a lounge fly that goes with it. Uh, they, the ears are $175. I still want them, though. Yeah, very expensive stuff. But yeah, so I think it's, it's, it's good publicity for them going into the 100th. Again, it doesn't fix all the issues the parks have. I and mean, we still have you know park 
uh, hopping limits. You know, you still have other stuff. You still have Genie Plus. You don't have free fast passes mm-hmm. or anything like that. But you still st- have lack of new rides. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a step in the right direction. All all that sort of stuff. Speaking of new rides, there might actually be a new theme park in our future. Yeah, so Reedy Creek actually announced uh, that they're making updates to their land use plan that will basically repurpose what the land's for and it'll give Disney uh, room to make uh, more hotels, two minor theme parks, so like water parks, and then one additional major theme park. So a lot of people are saying hey, maybe we have another theme park coming. Disney doesn't have to build any of this stuff, but basically this plan will allow them to build if they want to. Yeah, and so this, you know, we were kind of speculating about this the other day and we were thinking, you know, maybe why we haven't been getting a lot of new rides is because this has been in in the works and so they're not going to announce new rides. They are going to announce a new theme park. I think that this is a pipe dream a little bit. I'm getting, but I am getting... uh, chills like my legs just completely got chills saying that um because we haven't you know gotten a new theme park since i think it was 98 was when animal kingdom opened up this would be major uh, to have a fifth theme park there and i i don't know i'm just i'm just like right now i'm literally like full body chills that about this idea it would help spread out the crowds it would just be something new and exciting i mean the rate in which they are building it would take five to probably 10 years so it would open but that is a really exciting thing I, I do kind of you know the person in me that's like an environmentalist I know that Disney has a lot of their land set aside for the environment so I'm wondering what this plan does with that and how they've reworked it but um you know I'm gonna try to shut that part of my brain off and just say I'm really excited about this. Well, this this. has been a long time coming because for the past few years, Disney has been like purchasing additional lands. They they bought, I don't know how many thousands of acres of like wetlands. And and they even said that when they bought it, that this was Mm -hmm. because under their plan, they have to have so much land for, for, um, preservation that they were, you know, buying this land so that, that would, yeah, allow them to build other on land. other land. So I think this is kind of just the next step of that, of them approving the land usage. Again, they don't necessarily have to build this. I hope they don't build another theme park. I, I actually don't want them to announce another theme park at Walt Disney World. I don't think Walt Disney World needs another theme park. I don't think that really solves any of the problems um, Disney has. Disney theme parks have enough land that I would prefer they would take the billions of dollars they would spend on a fifth park and just expand the existing parks. Because the issues that Walt Disney World have are crowds. And having a fifth theme park is just going to cause more people to come to Walt Disney World, not less. They need more capacity. They need more rides to spread out people in their current theme park. So, you know, if you look at Animal Kingdom, there's a ton of land behind like Cali River Rapids up towards Rafiki's Planet Watch that you could build an expansion and maybe put two or three more attractions in there, another restaurant to help spread the crowds out. Um, you know, they're, they're doing some expansion with Tron outside the berm at Magic Kingdom to get another attraction there, which Magic Kingdom definitely needs it because there's so many oh, people Magic there. Magic Kingdom is a mess. But even like you look at Hollywood Studios, the way Hollywood Studios is so cut up, it's so crowded in there. There's not good kind of flow. Like if you built um, kind of like behind Mickey and Minnie's, like not towards Toy Story, like the other way, um, kind of uh, – 
towards like the animation courtyard and things. You know, if they put more attractions in there, that's kind of unused space. Like if they would spend money and kind of build that out, um, I feel like that would be a better use uh, of the resources and would help with the capacity issues. Because the problem, you know, and we've talked about this of when we went to Paris, we went to some of the other parks of like, how great is Paris? You know, like it, it just seems... Um, it, it just seems so much nicer, you know, for, for like lack of a better word. And it's, I think because they only have two parks. Like if you think about it, Disney has so many, Disney world has so many parks, has so many hotel rooms that, you know, there's limited budget constraints to what they can do. And, and there's so much at Walt Disney world, they're spending hundreds of millions of billions of dollars just to keep up what they yeah, have. Maintain. Yeah. Just to maintain that. And building another theme park is going to add to that pressure and, and have them be spread so thin that I feel like the, the existing theme parks are going to suffer. So I, I, I get what you're talking about. I do think that the crowd issue in the Magic Kingdom is huge. Um, they need to do something with the Magic Kingdom specifically because I actually, you know, on our latest trip there, I always we always kind of joke that Magic Kingdom's your favorite park and it's probably one of my least favorite parks. I actually was really liking the Magic Kingdom a lot when we were there. I was enjoying, you know, the shops and just the scenery. And um, we didn't do a whole lot of riding, but there were things that I wanted to ride that I didn't get a chance to ride in the Magic Kingdom. But also, we didn't come back to watch Enchantment at night because we didn't want to deal with the crowds. It is so crowded in a Magic Kingdom. It is, it, it is actually like it's the point where I don't want to even go there because the crowds are so thick that it just makes me like my skin crawl a little bit. There's just too many people around and I just don't want to be rubbing elbows with other people all day long. So I think that you are absolutely on point about that, that that is definitely a problem that they need to solve. But there's still that part of me, you know, when it's kind of that argument where you're like, oh, I want to get a new puppy. And it's like, well, why don't you just pay more attention to the one you have? Um, but man, that excitement of getting that new puppy is so, so exciting. And I, I do think that getting a new park, yes, it's going to initially bring in a large influx of people. But again, if you're spreading among five parks now, that is still you're spreading the people out to different there's more area that you can spread them out to. No, and I'm saying you're gonna have more people overall. Like you, that's not, yeah. <clears throat> I, well, that you're not gonna. It's not the same number of people you're spreading out over five parks. That you're gonna have incrementally more people there because so they're coming. To all see the, the other park. parks are gonna be as crowded, and then you're gonna have a fifth park that's crowded. I think the other issue is what are you gonna make a fifth park? You know, and I think you're gonna run into whatever they do is gonna probably be inherently disappointing because again. It's not going to open with fifty rides. You know what I mean? Like if you look at American Disney Sea, no, like if, but like <laughs> without if, the budget. But like if you look at Animal Kingdom, when Animal Kingdom opened, it didn't have Everest, it didn't have Pandora. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of attractions there. The main attraction was that it was a zoo, so you could go see the animals, and there was still stuff to do. But like, you know, a lot of people said it was a half day park. Hollywood Studios, people talked about, was a half day park for. 20 years i mean some people still think it's a half day park now you have star wars and stuff it's a little bit less so but like whatever they open is probably going to be considered a half day park and it's going to be somewhat of a letdown um you know unless they somehow magically got the rights to marvel and built like a full scale really well done marvel park where you had asgard as one world and you had wakanda as one world and you had a stark expo like i don't know that they have 
that big of an IP that you're going to have something to keep people that excited. I think what may be better... The Pride they, Lands. Build the Pride the, Lands. Build the, I but, want the Pride but Lands. But do that in Animal Kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could yes, do that. In, right. Like, put that in an there. existing park, and then now you have more capacity to Animal Kingdom, and there's more stuff to do. And now, instead of people thinking, hey, I got to go to Animal Kingdom early and ride Pandora, and then I can leave, now you're going to stay longer there, and then that's going to help less people go to... Uh, the magic kingdom at night you know like that's how you spread the crowds out i think what may be better is if they do want to build something build a smaller park like build something that really is just like a like a bespoke small half day park that's like you know maybe really niche that like you don't have to spend billions of dollars on like you can spend a few hundred million and maybe it's a couple small specific lands that maybe not everybody's interested in, but the people that are interested in it will go, you know? And again, it's, it's, it's less scale of less expectation of it's a Disney park. And it's more of like, Hey, there's like some mini lands that we're building. I don't love the idea. I don't think they're going to have anything that's bespoke. They're a massive company that, 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 that word is uh, more reserved for, you know, things that are smaller. I, I think that, they're going to have to go big. I think that maybe they have an idea about it. Maybe that's why they're doing what they're doing. Maybe they want to build like more of a full scale Zootopia as an example, or maybe they are working on the Marvel stuff. Um, but I, I don't know. I think that whatever they do, I think you're right. There's going to be initial disappointment. There are going to be people hating on it, just like they did with the Star Cruiser. You know, oh, look at this plasticky stuff. It doesn't even look real. But, you know, when you go and experience it for yourself, you're going to see that there's a uh, a level of magic to it that's really impressive and you know they might have to do some some re reconfiguring initially but again i mean we're we're speculating about something that hasn't even been announced but yeah i think that a new park would be really interesting definitely it would definitely be interesting very far down the line yeah I, again i don't think disney has anything planned this is really basically just them they could potentially use it. I mean, it's just smart to kind of have that available. Um, but I, again, I'll say I, I hope they don't announce an additional theme park. Just build on what you have and make better and, and update the attractions that you do have and make those better. Put the money there versus trying to worry about a, a fifth gate. All right, so that wraps up the show for this week. Just a ton of news Disney dropped on us. Uh, next week, we'll be back with our trip recap, recap of the Marathon Weekend Dopey Challenge all of that fun stuff. So be sure you're subscribed uh, so you're notified as soon as that episode drops. I want to thank everybody again for listening. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. It really helps and we really appreciate it. Thanks for letting us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.